Are you going to cut me off this time? Hey, everybody. Welcome to... <laughs> You know, each time I introduce you, you like always cut me off. You're like Hollywood. Hey, <laughs> I won't cut you off this time. Okay, good. Hi, Tyler. Just say Hollywood. Okay. <laughs> Wait, are we doing? Is, is the intro to the show going to be on yet? That song, me and Goose. Uh, I can. I thought about us butchering a song every intro, but I felt that would get extra annoying. I think we should just stick to one butchered song, but we need to add the music at least. Oh, I'm going to, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I'll put the. All right, all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put the. So, with that said, welcome to another episode of That's Bar Podcast. As usual, we are here at World Beer UCF, a bright sunny day in Orlando, Florida. Once again, I'm your host Mike, and joining me, as always, not interrupting me this time, we got Jeff, aka Hollywood. A.K.A. Hollywood Squared. Hey. <laughs> so he's pouring some M.I.A. Little Friend. Little Friend. Um, it's the M.I.A. Uh, event. Tap Takeover yeah, event. Currently we got the M.I.A. Spotlight. event. We got like, I think we have like eight or nine taps on. It's yeah. pretty badass. But um, this is their one year, uh, their one year anniversary beer. And it is a 12.5% Imperial Stout. Uh, beautiful bottle. I like it. It looks like cycle brewing almost the way yeah. that the bottle is. Um, Very simplistic l- yep. label. And I kind of dig it. But yeah, 12.5% Imperial Stout Bomber. So that's the only one that was in a bottle uh, that wasn't on tap. We do have some canned releases as well coming on tonight from them. But just an all-around awesome now, event. MIA just hit Orlando. So hallelujah. And we have the Orlando beer, the one that they brewed for us for Orlando City. Yeah. We, we, might have have to try, we might have to try that later on the show. But, um, yeah, this is uh, today's a sad Ooh. day. Today's a sad day in, in society. A couple hours ago we found out the artist formerly known as Prince has passed away. Yes, I did hear that. I was, uh, so, that's not great bar conversation, not, but no. it's, I found it out that yeah. way. But, yeah. yep. So I would pour some of this out, but it's 12%. And I don't know. I'll pour a little uh, out for Prince. Yeah, a little out for Prince. That's you, Prince. So, anyway... You have you had you just had the uh, the little friend, yeah. How was it? It was uh, it's yeah. I'm gonna let you try it first. It is all of twelve and a half percent. It's good actually. I mean, it's really boozy. It's chewy. Yeah. Woo! That hit that hits hard. What? I lost my train of thought. So this is yeah. This almost would. It's almost like barrel aged. Yeah, but it's not. But, but it's it is. Not, but it is. Yeah, I know. I mean, technically, it's not. But I'm sure somebody it's, it's, will ooh. say, "Ooh, if it's not barrel aged, it can't taste barrel aged." Definitely, but. definitely sarcasm in the little friend title. It's not a little friend. It's a right. Well, it's it's my it's, it's MIA. Yeah. So it's uh, it's playing off of Scarface. Say hello to my little friend. Yeah. Miami-based movie. Boom. Yeah. Well played. So if Jeff, if you were to give this a score between zero to ten with decimals, eight point three. Really. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a solid B beer. It so doesn't get, it doesn't make A. It doesn't make A, but I give it like an eight point three. So oh, that's, I'm, that's B minus. I'm getting more strict with my grading. Why is that? Because I'm sober right now. <laughs> <laughs> I would give this probably an, an eight point six. Mid level B. Okay. Is it an A? No. I don't, I think it's better than a B minus. I just a little better. I think there's, yeah, there's just not a lot. I mean, it's it's a straightforward beer, so yeah. it's not. It, there's no. 
There's no subtleties to it. It's in your face. I, I think they do hide the booze well for twelve and a half percent. It is still there, but it yeah, tastes like yeah. an eight percent. Yeah. Um, but there's just there's a little, yeah, a little bit of kind roast, of roast, a little bit of coffee ish, but nothing, but get, yeah. nothing else. And it's I, I wish they now the cool thing is they could turn this into something badass with vanilla oh God, or yeah. any you know cocoa nibs, cocoa nibs, cocoa coconut, nibs right? everything. <laughs> but, yeah, they could make this an awesome beer, but yeah. it, I think it's a solid. I think, like, it's, I think it's a solid B. Yeah, it's a B beer for me. Um, so this episode we're we're gonna. We're, we're not gonna get down. We're not gonna get down like episode two, but we're gonna be. We're gonna get down. We're gonna get a little down. We're gonna talk about culture because that's what the show's about. Part of it is about crappier culture, and I know lately Jeff and I have been experiencing some negative aspects of the culture. Yes. Of what crappier is supposed to be, but some people don't. And, and for follow the, those unspoken rules. Right. And for the vast majority, I think that this is going to, I think this is going to, we're talking as people who are our fans of our show. I think a yeah. lot of our fans of our show get what culture we're talking about. And I think everybody's going to be able to relate to that one guy that they're like, man, I wish that, you know, he, he listened to this. Yeah. Right. So, so that's, that's what I mean, we're going essentially, for. Yeah. So the topic of the show is, you know, what can, I mean, I don't know how to even word this. Like, what can the crap beer community do better right fair I guess, enough i guess that's a for on a whim that's a good title so my my thing is i'm gonna go i'm gonna i'm gonna go straight into it is what i think is needs to get better within the community is entitlement is that some people think that because they buy so much craft beer that they know somebody in craft beer they have a title that makes them better than everybody else and they take it to the extreme and act disrespectful and not what the community is about. For example, I'm in a group on Facebook that's full of craft beer enthusiasts in Florida. Mm-hmm. And some people bash what other people are drinking because it's not, for, I don't even know, for whatever reason. they, they It's not cool. They, they poo-poo on it. It's not trendy. Right, and one of one of the one of the examples is someone posted. I don't know their name, but someone posted that they're drinking a Three Daughters Bimini Twist IPA. Now, those of you who follow me for a while know I have a soft spot for Three Daughters, so my opinion's a little biased. But object objectively, their beers are above average. Right, the ones that they can. So the ones that you can get in distro, the five of them, I believe they're five. The the beach. The Beach Blonde, the Bimini, the, the Rod Bender, yeah, the Cern, I mean, I and there's it, another one I yeah, can't remember. I mean, it doesn't, four, really, five it doesn't in, really matter what the beer is, you know, it, it, above average or not. Somebody should be able to post whatever they're drinking right. and not get shit on for it, you know? Right. And so there's a couple of people that, that shit on them for it. And I didn't say anything because I want to stay out of it, but, like, I'm looking at the reasoning behind it. And someone posted, oh, because Three Daughters goes through City Bev, which is an eight. An Anheuser Busch distribution company. Okay, I think so. They're poo pooing on the fact that this guy's drinking a guy or girl drinking a three daughters because the distributor, the company is owned by Anheuser Busch and Bev. Okay, so that's one example that, like, what gives you the right to shit on somebody's beer like yeah. that? I mean, it's it's weird. Uh, it's a weird kind of culture shock because, not, like I said at the beginning, like ninety five percent of the craft beer world is the coolest. The, the reason I love this industry, um, you know, like this, this uh, everybody loves everybody kind of mentality. You can kind of go in and, and 
drink anybody, you know, anybody's beer. The, even the distributors talk about, you know, oh, so-and-so's beers are great, and this guy. And it, it's just that kind of mentality. But I, I do think that there is a, a bit of pretension finding its way in now, kind of yeah. like the wine community, where it, it's scary. It's scarier now to get into craft beer than it used to be because you don't know if you're going to offend somebody by what you're doing. Right. Um, and and everyone has an opinion, and you're entitled to an opinion, but you shouldn't judge somebody because they're drinking a cider or they're drinking... Right, and at the end of the day, it all boils down to respect and just a respect people. A or whatever, grapefruit. Respect people's decisions and what they like. I mean, at the end of the day, you might think your palate's more refined or better, but your palate's your palate and their palate's their palate, and you just right. kind of let them, let them do what, what's good for them. And if you want to point them in the direction of something that you think is great, then that's awesome, but maybe they don't share that same passion. Um, you know, at the end of the day, like... There's people at every level of this industry. There's people who love the, you know, the enthusiast level who love the most rare and, and badass and awesome beers, which, you know, I love those beers too, but I don't buy them regularly. Right. I don't come into contact with, you know, Black Tuesday or, you know, any other. I don't come into contact with all that. And I could, but I don't because I love them. They're great beers, but I can also find something just like this MIA beer that's just as enjoyable. Well, not just as enjoyable, but an enjoyable beer. Right. That is available to me, and that's the level I'm at. And do I know and appreciate a good beer? Sure. But I'm not going to shit on somebody for drinking something that I don't agree with either. Right. And it also comes like Brewery Alliance, too. Like, you know, this this same group, like someone went every day to uh, Cycle and and bought their weekday stouts, which is fine. If you want to do that, who am I to say you can or can't do that? But, you know, to – excuse me, to – judge somebody because they bought Hunapu because and your comment says oh well Hunapu sucks I bought Cycles weekday stouts what are you trying to prove like that you're just trying to start something that isn't there that makes you feel entitled or if if I'm at I don't know Red Cypress and someone I post a picture saying oh I'm at Red Cypress their robust porter is legit and someone says oh Red Cypress sucks Hourglass is better like who cares? Good, that's your opinion. That's yeah, who, who cares? Crap? So and, and, why are you attacking me? Like, at the end of the day, I'm drinking local. I'm drinking craft beer. So that should be, uh, oh, man, cool. I think Red Cypress is okay, or I think Red Cypress is really good. or you know. But don't yeah. attack me because I'm not drinking your favorite brewery's beer. Well, and, and at the end of the day, it's all arguable at that point, too. Like you just said, you know, oh, I got the cycle the cycle stouts, and, and you were drinking Hoonapoo, and Hoonapoo sucks. Arguably, there's probably more people that would say Hunapu's better. Mm. I'll tell you, I went to the event this year, and Cycles Cycle didn't do an event like Hunapu did for their release. Right. You know? And people came from all over the place to get Hunapu. So are you going to tell me that Hunapu's a sucky beer because you don't like it or because the world doesn't like it? Or, at the end of the day, why is it why is it not just your opinion which, be, which beer is better? And, and let people have their opinions. Right. You know? I. There are a handful of beers. I mean, we tried one on, on, on the last episode that we did, the freaking uh, Miami Brewing, that coconut one. It was oh, freaking oh, awful. We both thought it was terrible. And, yeah. the, and, and your buddy was like, oh, I, I kind of like it. That, good, man. I thought it was the worst beer I've ever had, but I'm not going to sit here and be like, you're a fucking idiot. Right. You know, like, that's you, your you palate. Don't know, you don't know beer. That's you your palate. Beer. And it's like, that's cool, man. Do, do like what you like. Yeah. Why would I and, care? And beer, so, crap, you're so subjective. Like, Everyone has everyone likes IPAs, and I poke fun how I like IPAs, but I'm not going to go around bashing IPA drinkers. It's just not for me. Lately, I've been actually into IPAs. Me too. <laughs> but at, at the end of the day, though, and, and I think we come from a different background being from, you know, WAB training, where our entire 
idea behind what we do at Wob is to make make beer a, a approachable. Easy. It's easy. It's well, you right. could come in and, and you literally could be like, I have drank nothing in my life but Bud Light, and we'll find you beers and and try. And I'll tell you, there's a handful of regulars, man, that over the course of a year. I've taken from nothing but ciders to double IPAs, and you just you have to gradually give them and guide them the right thing. But if somebody came in and I instantly was like, oh, you like Bud Light? We don't serve that here. Get the fuck out of my bar. Then all of a sudden, they're never going to drink craft beer. Right. Because they're going to be like, well, That's craft beer is pretentious. Yeah. And there are a handful of bars, and I'm not going to name them, but there's one particularly that I dislike in Orlando oh, yeah. for that exact reason. <laughs> yeah. Because I go in there as a person who does know about beer and has been working in the industry for over two years and, and trained in craft beer, did product at World of Beer. And I go in and, and purposely, granted, this might be pretentious on my end, but purposely go in and say, hey, you know, what, what do you recommend for me tonight? I, I really like stouts and, and this. And I just want to gauge what they're, what they're you know, what, how they handle that situation. Right. And they just brush you off like you're not important. And I'm like, you know, that's a bar. That's a business that I could be there. I could be a regular customer of theirs. And I'd know about beer. And the best part is when I see, like, Raison to Extra on the shelf sitting there. And I'm like, oh, that beer hasn't been released in seven years. I know that, and I'm sitting here going, oh, well, you know, I like stouts. What do you, what do you recommend? Right next to the candy. And then, <laughs> and then, and then they like, oh, you like, uh, yeah, you'll probably like, uh, the, you know, this beer, whatever. It's some like, you know, shelf turd beer. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. And then also, I'll get that, but can I also get that bottle of Raison to Extra too? Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, you know about that? And I'm like, yeah, yeah I do. Yeah. I work at World of Beer actually. Yeah. And they're like, oh my god, never. And then all of a sudden, they'll start talking beer with you. And I'm like, what makes you think you're better than me before you knew that I worked at World of Beer? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's not, and that's what I said. It, it boils down to respect. To me, respect, the biggest problem in our country and in craft beer and in everything is yeah. that this whole uh, idea that respect is earned, not given. Right. I think it's bullshit. Respect is given to every single human being you meet. You should give Every stranger some deserves sort of respect. your respect. Some sort of until respect. They, until they lose it. Right. But why would you not respect anybody the second you meet them? It makes no sense to me. Yeah. I mean, craft beer is becoming what wine got a bad label for. It's, it's a secret society that unless you know craft beer, you're not welcomed. And that's not what I know. That We don't run this show like that at all. And that's what that was, you know, when we started the show, that was my big thing is I do not want us to be entitled. No, we're we're a bunch of Joes, man. That's what we're we with microphones. We know we know craft beer, but at no point would I not bring on a guest who doesn't just because mm-hmm. I mean, Dude, Goose, Goose is one that. of my favorite guests, and yeah. he doesn't know a whole lot about craft beer. He just got into it about six months ago. Yeah. But I love being able to lead him into cool beers and talk to him about beer. And you can literally see that passion for the craft world getting lit in him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that's, that's – dude, that stuff, like, I like that. Like, that gets me going because that's cool. And when you can turn somebody into, into something that you love through just your own passion for it, that's what craft beer is about. Yeah. And, and a lot of people, you know, I don't want to run a podcast because I think we're better than anybody. I, that's not us. But there are some people who are self-proclaimed experts in, in not only just Orlando, but in, in the in country that we've kind of been around that really give people like us, content creators, a bad name because they think, oh, well, I have this show. So that means because I have this show, I know more than you. And because I know more than you, my opinion has more weight than yours. And wake up call, the word of mouth can kill 
any business, any podcast. Oh, yeah. If we sit here every week and just bash, bash, bash people around the bar, sitting around us right now because of what they're drinking, we will not have a show. I wouldn't have business. My bar would close. Exactly. And word of mouth, I mean, do we get thousands of viewers on you know, every episode? I, I fucking wish. But enough people listen to the show. More, I, I take that back. More people come up to me in person and ask for my opinion than watch the show. So we may hit 100 views for our Red Cypress episode, but I'm having 200 people ask me, what do I think about XYZ? Yeah. And I'm honest. I, I'll tell them, but I don't think I'm better than them because, you know, I run, you know, we do a podcast every week out of bar that is intimidating and that, oh, we're, we're not craft. We're experts. We're enthusiasts. Right. And we never proclaim, proclaim to be experts, but like word of mouth and how you interact with other people can leave a lasting impression, good or bad. And, and, and that's it, something that I know me personally have experienced that i know i've I've involved you just because i think it's hilarious yeah i mean it's it's crazy some of the stuff that that you deal with when you're running an an opinion-based kind of a a podcast but it's not i mean at the end of the day we know what it is we know it's our opinion so like i'm not offended if somebody challenges my opinion and you know what i literally i you could probably friggin count up over a hundred times on this show that i've said and i'll probably be corrected because i'm not sure about this i'm not pretending that i know everything i hope you guys correct me because then i get to learn a little bit more and to be honest with you that's that's what we're doing this for is for you guys to to be involved and you know teach us as we teach you and we'll do whatever we can to connect with the community that's what we're here for but um at the end of the day it's just like this craft beer world doesn't need to be anything bigger than what it is, what we love about it, that you can come to a bar and, and sit down next to a stranger and be like, what are you drinking? Oh, that's awesome. I love that beer. Yeah. You know? Or on every Thursday at 5 o'clock, you come to World Beer UCF and join us on the show. We've literally invited everybody, and that's, like I've said once again, that's why we're not, we don't care. It's not pretentious. Think, like, I we want we, anybody to come over here. I think of all the episodes we've done, one guest was actually planned. And that was Carlos from our Ballast Point episode. He was our only guest that actually and what a good we guest. knew we were coming. What a we good knew guest. Carlos is awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. Literally, for episodes one, so that episode and after, every single guest has either walked up to us or we've they've been here and we've like, hey, you want to come on the show? Yeah, Even like, Boston. A handful of them have been people we knew prior to the show that right. we were like, man, we'd love to have you on the show. But none of it was planned. It was all they happened well, Preston, to be here. We, and... we knew Preston was coming, but he doesn't count. He, he counts, you, but he doesn't count. He counts. Stop bashing Preston. He's our I'm biggest not, fan. I know. Preston, I love you. No, but outside, like, I know Carlos. Yeah. I mean, I, I we wanted to do something with Ballast Point uh, for a while leading up to that, and that was just, I mean, you you wanted to do that horizontal for months, and yeah, it was... I was really going to I, I was that. very thrilled with the way that episode came out. That's awesome, and, and that's just, it's a cool thing. It's a cool thing to do with craft beer. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's what I want us to, to be. I think that's what we are every week is, is we're inviting. We're kind of funny, but not hilarious. Definitely not hilarious. But we have a couple puns. Nobody's rolling. Lots of dad jokes. Nobody's rolling on the floor laughing. They, yeah. We might get an LOL, but we're not a Rolf. Yeah. But we want to be invited. We want to not be the assholes, the few assholes that ruin it for everybody. You know, we want it to be inviting. And for me, you know, I think entitlement is 
is just ultimately insecurity. I could see that. I don't even know if it's entitlement. I think it's more, I mean, entitlement is one thing. I think it's pretentious. I think we're becoming pretentious, and I don't want to. Um, There's a handful of of awesome, awesome people in the craft beer community that that are are keeping us from being that, and that's what the whole whole culture is, is built around, and and even on the brewery level, that's what it's built around. These guys are competing for business, and yet they're friends with each other because yeah. it's it, that's craft beer culture. There's enough to go around. The, the market's expanding every day. We're taking more and more from macro every day, and they know that. They're going to get their share. Let's all do what we do. Everyone's love what we cut. Love what we do. Yeah. We'll all make our beer, and we'll all have a good time doing it. And that's, that's genuinely it. Like, we don't need to be bigger than that. Guys, we've been gifted this awesome opportunity to drink awesome beer. And nobody has to pay out the ass for it or do anything crazy for it. Or why are we making it more complicated than that? Right. You know, like, it's already, it's perfect the way it is. And just let's let's be part of the community. And, and nobody has to be, you know, slap somebody in the face because their opinion doesn't match. Right. I mean, the breweries themselves don't, I mean, from what I, this is personal experience, but the breweries I've been around, which have been many, don't even bicker with each other. Like, oh, man, you went to so-and-so. Oh, man, I've been there. They're great people. Hey, if you come back next week, I'm actually having their beer on tap. Of course, yeah. I know when we went to Bowegans, shout out to Bowegans and Bobby, uh, we went there after uh, Melbourne. They had they three had different red, beers on had, tap from different brewer- local breweries. They had three breweries. Florida beers on tap, and one of them was Red Cypress, which is down the street. Yeah. Essentially. Right. And... It's right there on the big old board they had. It says Red Cypress, you know, whatever beer it was. I think it was Fruit Delatere. I don't remember. Whatever. And Red Cypress, I know Ryan would do the same because we've talked to Ryan on episode six. But also, like, outside of the microphone. And he has nothing but great things to say about everybody. Exactly. And, you know, when we have him on the show, you guys poke fun at me because I wasn't a big fan of his Fruit Delatere. And as you can go back to the episode, I say, it's a, but I don't like it. He was literally sitting a foot away from me. He could have said, fuck you, this beer is awesome. But instead he said whatever he said was, all right, well, I mean, you don't have to like everything I'm making. It's cool if you don't. Right. And that's what, that's what the craft beer world is, and that's what's so awesome about it is that, like, that guy, literally, they, this is something he made. This is yeah. his, like, not his baby, but, you know, it's one of it's, his it's babies. A, it's a beer that represents him and his brand. And, and, you know, he understands exactly what it is. You don't have to like everything I do, but if the, if the body of my work appeals to you, then great. And yeah. if not... Then whatever, you know, go to go to another place, and I'm sure their beers are good. I mean, these guys have great relationships. You know how many people I've talked to who are like, who are like, man, I know and by name so and so and so and so at this brewery. Man, they're great people. You know, they helped me get started in craft beer. I mm-hmm. used to homebrew with them before we opened up breweries. So much of that stuff happens, and it's just like, that's what craft beer is about. Yeah. That's where that's we need it, to live. That's where it needs be, yeah. to stay. And no matter how big the market gets and how much money gets into it, and that's the problem is. Once money and sponsorship and and advertising and all this stuff and distribution, all of a sudden everybody has an opinion on everything. And you don't need an opinion. You just need to enjoy the beer you enjoy, and we'll all have fun, you know? I yeah. don't – it's not like if I sit at a table with, like, five friends and we all order five different beers. It's not like I'm sitting there going, I ordered the best beer. I ordered I, the best I beer for me. That. Yeah. But I didn't order the best beer because right. it's the best beer for them. You know, if somebody orders a Sea Dog Blue Paw, and I think Sea Dog Blue Paw, wow, that's like, 
craft beer 101 beginner beer <laughs> yeah. i think that but that's the best beer for them that's what yeah. that and, and it might be leading them somewhere it somewhere might be different. leading them somewhere into the next level of what their craft beer knowledge is yeah. at one point sea dog was one of my beers of choice and it's not anymore so maybe they're on that same path so you don't know where people are and you don't want to offend them for no reason right it's unnecessary and for the record i was in dc before we take a break or halfway point break i was in dc this past weekend at the time of this recording, I drank nothing. I had one craft beer. It was uh, by Port City. Nothing but Bud Light. Yeah. <laughs> you dick. <laughs> and liquor pitchers. <laughs> I got crazy. You love your Bud Light, man. I do. And, like, yeah, I'm a host. I'm of still a, a Coors Light guy myself. I'm a, I'm a host of a po- podcast about craft beer and bar conversations. But, you know, I love Bud Light a lot. And... I don't care who knows. I don't care if is you it judge the best? Me. Is it the best pale lager? Yeah, dude. Better than Tejas? Uh, Tejas. Uh, I'm all about that Tejas life. Tejas is it's, good. It's brewed with thunderstorms and lightning. I know, yeah. Tejas. See, there's a difference between pale lagers and German lagers, okay? Tejas, to me, is more of a German lager. So where Bud Light is red, white, and blue. You know what I'm saying? Isn't Bud, <laughs> isn't Bud Light technically like an uh, American Pilsner? What do they dude, call these things? Let, they dude, fucking, I don't even know what they the call these things anymore. Thing is so fucking confusing. I don't get it. Have you I really, seen? This is actually funny. Have you seen that the Blue Moon commercials are no longer artfully crafted? They're artfully brewed? Oh, yeah, because they had that commercial because, during the Super Bowl. No, apparently there was like a whole, a whole, I don't know if it was a lawsuit, but it was a whole legal thing about the craft culture coming after Bud Light for using the word craft in their, because they're not craft. Oh, my God. And now they have to say artfully brewed. Oh, who cares? It's a word. They're not craft. But no one thinks it's funny that they say in that commercial, no fruit added. Yeah, they have a whole line of beer that is nothing but fruit. <laughs> like the Rita's, Strawberry Rita. You can cut this out. So I'm putting the disclaimer okay. in. You can cut this out. Pause. I forgot what I was going to say. Okay, go ahead. I forgot what I was going to say. Whatever. Literally. Okay. It was going to be something, though. About- All right, before we take a, another <laughs> quick break, Yingling is now the number one craft brewery in America. Fuck yes. Oh, oh wait, wait. Suck I remember now. Sam Adams. So you're okay, going to cut okay, this out, on. but I'm still okay. saying it. And if you decide to give it in, I'll be so happy. Okay. But craft is, is craft, guys. All right? It's not home brewing, and it's not macro. So if you say artfully crafted and you're not craft, somebody will come after you for it. <laughs> somebody will you let you know us? that you're wrong. All right, so we're good. To, we're, oh, yeah. Uh, Yingling is now the number one brewery in America. <laughs> Sam Adams right. is now second. Because they're fucking traitors. I'm just kidding. Sam Adams is all right. Yingling, number one. Yingling, number one. Only craft east of the Mississippi. Yeah, that's yeah. really interesting. Like 16 states or something. That's amazing. That's fuck yeah, amazing. Dude. Fuck yeah. Yeah, fuck you, Boston Beer Company. Yeah. Just God, kidding, guys. Sam God Adams is cool, this. too. But Sam whatever. Adams is cool. <laughs> Yingling's always number one in my heart. This is Goose, guys. Welcome back, Goose. Goose is back. Goose is back. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to go on to uh, Jeff's, Jeff's opinion on what could be ruining, what could be improved in the craft beer community. If Jeff were to leave, we'll so leave that's we my will answer. be right back. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Whoa, wait, I might take this one. We're back from break. Oh, welcome back, Goose. Well, you kind of came in. I'm back on Machete. All right, so. That is good. Isn't that good? I've had that. That is not for you. You don't want that. He doesn't like spicy. I do like spicy, so I'm going to take that. Goose, what is this one? That's the Bach Party. 
We got three different MIA beers from our MIA tap takeover that we have in front of us here. Mike is drinking the Bach Party. It's yeah, a, it's a lager, yeah. right? It's no, a Bach. It's a, it's a, it's it's a, a Bach. Bach. Yeah, it's called Bach Party. Yeah, get your shit together. I like that. It's fucking like good, right? Yeah. I'm drinking an Imperial Red called Machete, or Machete if you're this American. This looks like orange juice. Just try oh, it. No, just tell them what's in it first. Don't surprise them with that. It's a spicy Berliner Weiss. It's a scorpion pepper Berliner Weiss. Yeah. All right, here we go. Apparently, scorpion peppers are the number two hottest pepper in the what's, world. What's the name of this one? That is called... I don't know. I don't, it's like something like... Just look it I'll find out. Spanish-y sounding or something. Yeah, apparently that whole batch is made with one ounce of scorpion peppers. It's not It's not that hot, but you get it. Yeah. It's like at right, the very end. This guy? Yeah. That's machete. I like it. That's actually less hot than the habanero sculpin. Oh, that by is, a lot. Yeah, but it's less hot. hot. Okay. What's up, the bar? It's there in the house. <laughs> Goose got called away. The kitchen's getting hit. Darren Houskins. I'm a big fan of this Imperial Red. Machete. Oh, that's really good too. I like that. Yes. The box more my jam though. Bach is good. Um, this, this pepper Berliner is really good, too. Their beers are all very good. That that does have that cheesy taste that, that offends me, but really? then it ends um, with the spicy, so I'm all right. It's getting busy here. What the? Yes, it is. It's a nice little Thursday um, we got going on. Yeah. My mic almost fell. Oh, my God. So I'm going to shut Goose's mic off. All right, so change your plan. We're not doing the second part of this show is not going to be just opinion on what can be improved. Because once again, me and Jeff agree on everything, except spicy beer. I just okay. think we disagree on. So I disagreed on on that because I actually, I genuinely am not feeling. Uh, I'm on like cloud nine with the, with the culture right now at craft beer. So I'm, I'm not feeling like I need to bash anything that they're Anymore, doing. Anymore, I mean, right? I mean, essentially, I, you like I whatever the pretentiousness is exactly what the only thing I would have said. That's and that's what I feel. Right. I think that I encapsulated everything that the one thing that is really wrong that we need to work on as a craft beer culture is that. But at the end of the day, I'm still I'm still really just a lot better, warm. having a great, great, great time with the way the craft beer culture is. Um, I just had a, a fantastic experience with the Central Florida Homebrewers Association, uh, as well as the Sunshine Challenge with our homebrewing event. And, and they're going to partner with us and, and rework their event and, and hopefully we can work together on it but it's just it's one of those things we had we had a conflicting event literally identical concepts they're doing a homebrewing festival we're doing a homebrewing festival on the same day and the way craft beer culture is just non-competitive in nature they come they, they came to me and said hey listen we want to try to make it work for both of us we want to get our people to come to your event and we'll and we'll change our our, our event to make that work so um, just amazing, amazing that they did that. Great people, uh, great people. I couldn't, I couldn't be on a, a better standard with craft beer culture right now. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, they're a lot. It's a lot bigger event. There's more people involved. It, it takes a lot of work for them to put that together. And if you're a homebrewer, this event is like state known. Yeah, and that people come all over the state to participate. And the fact that this guy or, or a group of people were like, hey. We noticed that you're doing the same exact thing that we're doing, so let's work our schedule event around yours, and we'll include you in our event, and if you include us in your event. Exactly. And it's just like that's it's incredible because, to be honest with you, our event wasn't going to take anything from them. Right. At all. 
Like, right. we're, they're the Sunshine Challenge. They're from all over the state, homebrewers from everywhere. They were going to be sold-out tickets no matter what we did. So right. they, the fact that they even just thought to include us was amazing to begin with. So um, I, I, I love craft beer culture. I mean, we're, we're sitting at a busy bar right now. Everybody's yeah. having a good time. We're taking up two tables. I'm sure people are pissed off. But at the end of the day, nobody, everybody's just happy. They're, oh, what are you guys doing? A podcast? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you people know? always look. Like, every, every week we do this, you see people kind of, like, looking over, like, hey, what are you guys doing? Oh, we're doing a podcast. Oh, okay. A lot of people are like, oh, okay, cool. And some people are like, I don't know what the podcast is. <laughs> start listening to start us. Start listening. It's free. But I, I, I just, you know, for all the bad things that we talked about with the pretentiousness, there's so many good things with the craft beer oh, culture. And there's oh, yeah. so much great, you know, non-competitive, everybody love everybody kind of mentality. And, and I have so many reps from different breweries that come in and talk about how great this beer is from a competing, you know, brewery and all that. It's just amazing. It's it's an awesome world that doesn't really exist nowadays. No. And, I mean, this event was going to be, before before they changed, this event was going to be big, a, right. good, a good size. Now it's like we may not have enough tickets. Right. And that's, <laughs> and that's actually. Like this event might sell out. You know, out I now. got approached by, by um, Chris. Uh, He's with Central Florida Home Brewers, and, and he told me basically he's also doing the Sunshine Challenge as well. And he basically said he wanted to partner and, and make it work for both of us. And uh, was very more. He approached me about changing his event to fit ours, and then he was like, "Would it be cool with you if we could, you know, direct all of our people to your event on that Saturday?" And all of a sudden, I'm like, absolutely, that's great. And then I'm like, <laughs> yes, how yes, the yes. fuck am I going to do this? <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, and we went from having 16 homebrewers to 24 now. We're going to have to take over a way bigger space. Yep. There's a lot more to go with it, but we're going to make it happen because it's now it's just the whole community is involved. And it's, it's going to be amazing. And, and, and that's just what I love about this, man. It's like freaking nobody. There's nobody that really pisses me off besides the outliers. You know, it's yeah. like. Everybody is so into craft beer that it just that trumps every other thing. Yeah, and and everyone support. Like, I'm surprised that in 2016 that this is the first event of its kind to even come close to East Orlando, even come close. And there's a lot of great bars in general, but like craft beer bars, like you know, obviously World of Beer, where we're here, a public house is fantastic. Um, there's a uh, liquor, uh, Shamrock Liquors, Pats, like all these great businesses that. Have never even thought about having like a homebrew festival. I mean, to be honest with you, ever. this so this all spiked, and I have to thank you and Preston for it. But this whole idea kind of came to fruition when I was at Deland with you guys, and Aww. and I saw this whole like, I th- this is going to sound bad, but it was like almost like this bastardized section of what everything had to offer. It was like you guys were at the <laughs> very end, past the warehouse where all the breweries were. We're in the fucking back of the like, bus. Like, the back of the bus. Like, <laughs> yeah. And there's, like, a handful of home brewing tables we all were with, grouped like, the together. Tables. And there was no... If you went down the other way, there's no home brewers. There's no, it's nothing mixed in. And I was like, man, I went to all those home brewing places. I tried their beers. They had a peanut butter porter at one of them that mm. would blow your mind. Like, they had so many great beers. And I'm like, you know what? These homebrewers are doing things on the same level as a lot of distribution, better than most of the shit that makes it in distribution nowadays. Right. And, you know, they're not financed. They're not a brewery. They don't have a, a brook, uh, you know, a brick-and-mortar store that they can do it out of. And it's hard to be a homebrewer in distribution. It's nearly impossible. Yeah. So, yeah. So these guys are doing it for what genuinely is the core of what we do. This is this is the love of beer. It's what these guys are doing it for. And I was like, 
You know what, man? Look at this. We're out at Deland. It's raining. It was freaking terrible weather. Shitty weather, and, absolutely. And everybody was still out there pouring off their beer for free, and they paid to be there to let people try their beer yeah. for free. Yeah. And and I'm like, this is what we need to be highlighting. This is the segment of craft beer that nobody talks about that is the best part of it. Yeah. It's the base level home brewers. And that's, you know, that was kind of when, when I came up with the whole idea. Of let's let's bring this to East Orlando. And I, I've seen a handful of homebrew events, but... You know, I talked to Preston about it. Uh, he was instrumental in helping me figure out the, the actual template on how to make this happen. But, you know, home brewers pay. They pay to brew their beer. Everything they do is an expense. Yep. Let's make it free for them to enter. You want to come and you want to pour your beer off to a bunch of craft beer lovers, I'm going to let you do that for free. And that's why we made it free entry for the craft for the brewers. And that's why we've had, you know, we already have people on reserve for, for in case people drop out because right. we, we filled up. I, I had I had 15 home brewers in a day after I posted it. Yeah, that signed up. Yeah, and it's you know that's the beauty of it. It's like man, these people are hungry to get their beer out there, and and now they get to experience that. The whole culture gets to experience what they do because we give it to them. And you know, yeah, we're charging people obviously, but that's 50 percent of our proceeds are going straight back to the home brewers. Yeah, and that's you know that's the way it should be. Yeah, I, I mean. Think. We're not making much, you know, profit in terms of hosting the event. Like fifty percent is just to hire the staff to run the event. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna lose money on on that. We're gonna make money on the bar being open. Right. But when you factor in, you know, facilities, you know, everything we need to bring in. I need to bring in an ice truck. I need to bring in, uh, you know, Johns. Everything, tables, Porter Johns, everything yeah. we got to bring in for this event. You know that's going to be covered by the other fifty percent. So yep. hopefully, you know, hopefully we break even on on the event and we get a, a great experience here. Right, and that's what it's about. We'll have music. I mean, Jeff will be emceeing the event. I'm so excited to see you from my truck bed. Yeah, so excited to to see you on on your truck with the microphone. Like, oh, uh, hey guys, Hollywood uh, here. Uh, What's Hollywood up? Here. The winner is <laughs> But yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a great event. I'm really excited for it. And to be honest with you, like I'm terrified a little bit because of the fact that now we're gonna get people from all over the state that are coming here for this yeah, event dude. and I better not I better not suck at it. For yeah. my first oh, time. God. It's the first time we're doing this. This is gonna be it's it's you don't know who's coming, so it can be, you know, fifty extra people, it can literally be like four hundred people. You have no idea. Who the hell is going to walk through that gate and just be like, oh, my God. The good thing is pre-sale tickets are available at eventbrite.com. So, hopefully, hopefully. Search for WOBUCF Homebrew Festival. Hopefully. (laughs) Shameless plug. (laughs) People will buy their tickets on Eventbrite. They are the same price whether you buy them online or at the store. We're actually eating the fees. There's two options. You can either pass the fees along to the customer Wob decided we're eating the fees because you guys we're charging you twenty bucks. It's twenty dollars. I don't want it to be twenty three fifty. Right. It's twenty dollars. Yeah. You know I'm not I'm not that's that's annoying as shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna eat the fees. It's twenty dollars on, on online or at the store. Yes, I don't care which way you buy your ticket. However, if you do buy online, I have a better idea of how many people are coming. So please do that. <laughs> I know to, to go to go off that. I know um. I mentioned it a couple episodes ago, but Bo Wiggins had their year anniversary. Um, I'm not super close with Bobby from Bo Wiggins, but, I mean, we know each other. And he, 
I went up to him and gave him like a bro hug, handshake, like the the you know the pat on the back, the bro hug. Yeah. And he asked me how you know, hey man, how's the show? How's everything? The going? white guy, the, the white, white guy, guy yeah, yeah, yeah. black guy handshake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he goes, hey man, good to see you, man. You know, how's the show? How's life? This and that. And him and his partner were running the. They were literally running in and out the whole day. But he stopped to take this time to talk to me about the, you know this podcast and how everything's going and how's the show. And hey man, I really appreciate you coming and this and that and. That's how it was at Coasters, too. Remember? Yeah, Dave yeah. was that way, too. We were sitting at a table. It's busy as freaking shit. And there, he's running around. He's sweating. And he stopped at our table and he's like, yeah. hey, guys, how's everything? I, yeah. I'm busy, but how's it? Yeah. How's everything? He sat with us for a couple times. Yeah. Just to, like, I need to sit down. I'm like, hey, man, get a beer. He's like, all right, I'll go get a beer. Gets the beer assist with us. <laughs> and then and then drag it as fast as lightning and then yeah, it was then, off to the races again. Yeah, off and doing paperwork and whatever else. But, like. Bobby was telling me his his Hefe and Austin, his peanut butter Hefe, which everyone goes ape shit over. He actually changed the recipe because enough people were saying, hey, this is really good, but I want more peanut butter. And less clove. And less, less clove. Though, I, the first time there wasn't any clove, but more people wanted more peanut butter. So he's like, all right, goes back, ups the peanut butter to where it's, it's more noticeable. He comes up to me at the event and goes, hey, man. I changed the recipe. How do you like it, the new one, compared to the old one? And he goes, I want your your opinion matters. So, like, I want you to tell me if it's good or not. If it's not good, I'll consider changing it back. I said, like, no, dude, it's good. You get a lot more peanut butter. This is blah, 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 blah. So he listened to his customers, his audience, and tweaked a recipe for the best. Big Love breweries it. will not do that. False. Prime example, Funky Buddha. But they're not, they're not, dude, they're obscure from Florida, dude. Come on. They're very obscure, but they are the second biggest, possibly biggest in, biggest in reputation right now, probably, but second biggest in distribution in Florida. And their Blood Orange IPA uh, was not good last year. They changed the recipe and it was bad. And they literally posted on their website Hey, guys, we listened to you. We know it wasn't that good last year. We're going back but to what we used to do. I'm referring to the Dogfish, the Sierra Nevadas, the Oscar Blues, the the, the Find me a ones. bad beer from Dogfish Head and oh, tell you me why they me. need to change anything. But I'm they talking. Don't. I'm talking. Oh, no, they don't. Favorite brewery. I'm actually wearing a Dogfish Head shirt right now. <laughs> um, but I'm like, Funky Booty is big in Florida. They have more of an opportunity to ch- tweak a recipe than compared to a stone or a Sierra Nevada. See, now I don't think that on that level it's just hard to it's hard to hear the like we were talking about earlier. It's hard to hear your customers on that level of distribution because who are you going to ask? Your local customers, "Hey, do you like this beer?" If you're Delaware and you're all about fucking crab cakes and yeah. football, Old Bay. Whatever. Yeah. You know, that's one segment. But if you're in the nation and your beer is selling well, you don't want to appeal to only your Delaware clientele. And you also don't want to listen to your internet trolls either. So who who? it's harder to tweak your recipe to, to your clientele when your clientele is so diverse. In Florida, people in Florida typically, I mean, we're, we're a melting pot of a state. We have people from all over the we're country. We're the most diverse in the whole most, country. Yeah, most diverse state in the country. However, yeah. people people in the majority in you know Florida came here for the tropical weather, the sunshine, the beach weather. You know, 
you kind of have an idea of what your demographic is in Florida, despite the fact that everybody's a transplant from somewhere else. Yeah. But if you're Funky Buddha and they say, this beer was good last year, it's not good this year, what are you going to do? We're going to go back to what it was last year. We're going to change it. But if if you're Dogfish Head and you're in national distribution and somebody from California says, man, I really wish 60 Minute was a little more tropical, you're going to be like, well, it's not supposed to be tropical. You know, or, I mean, or, right, right. You you're know not going mean? like, to listen to one person, but if if a growing number of people say, "Hey, your whatever beer sucks," or this year's, for, let's do good gourd. It's better good, when it's vertical style when it's when it's this year versus last year because at least then the masses matter at that right. point. So everyone's saying good gourd has been falling off of recent years, right? Good gourd's fucking awful now. I don't know why anybody thinks good gourd's falling off. It's fe- it fell off, but it's gone. I was being I was being nice. So, Cigar City is not. Let's let's imagine Cigar City is in national distribution, and everyone is saying that Good Gourd is falling off. Do you think Cigar City is going to change the recipe? Fuck no. I wouldn't. Absolutely not. I wouldn't if I was them. They're going to be like, it's too much. It's going to cost us too much to change this. Essentially, don't fucking buy it. Then I wouldn't. I wouldn't if I was them either. That's what I'm saying. Is like these national distribution. If if everyone's saying, "Oh man, you know, good gourds are right." I wish we had all. If everyone's saying they want more pumpkin good gourd, Cigar City, if they're in national, will not change the recipe. If anything, the end, they're so, making imperial version and fucking with more pumpkin and call it something so else. So it's similar to kind of what they just did with Hellas, because hotter than Hellas is now gone, and now they have Tampa style lager. Right. Right. It's similar to that. At that point, if you get to that point, there's no point in changing the recipe because your the name is tainted already. Right. So I would not. I wouldn't say, okay, everybody, hey, let me type up a little disclaimer. I put it on my website. Hope that people see it. Hope that word of mouth gets around. Hey, guys, good gourd fell off, but you know we're changing it back to what it used to be. Hopefully, people come back. Maybe they don't. What I would do if I was in those shoes, the same thing they would Hellas is, hey man, Hellas is Re- falling off. It's not good. Rebrand it. Rebrand it or make it better. Do a, uh, do a new one yeah. that is the old recipe with some better tweaks. Yeah. Take everybody's word into account and say, old, you know, old good gourd was great. What can we do to make that recipe better? And now we're gonna re-release it as and that's Cigar City. Whatever the fuck. Gordo awesome. Yeah. Gord amazing. Whatever the fuck you want to call it. But now it's their new version. And then you put the disclaimer out that says, hey, guys, we listened to you. We know good gourd was, hasn't been as good as you wanted. So we made this new pumpkin beer that is as good or better than old, old right. good gourd. And that's what I'm saying is they're not going to keep good gourd and retweak it and then fucking no. They're going to make a, a whole new fucking beer, whether it's a new recipe, the old recipe and a new label or Make an imperial imperial version, just like Southern Tier doing. It's pumpkin. also it's also the the <laughs> thing is it's also one of those things where when you're in a one year one time release, every year you put out this distribution, there's always going to be opinions. You could use the exact same recipe every single year, and somebody's going to say this year wasn't as good as last year. Yeah. So that's the hard part. Is when was the last time you had good gourd? A year ago. Do you really remember how good it was? You want some of this Bach? Yeah. I'm going to drink it all. Like, do you actually remember how good it was to no. the exact tasting I the point? Last, I think the last year I had that was in uh, 2012. And I was like, oh, Moose, this is pretty good. Not awesome, but it was pretty I'll good. I'll just drink Goose's beer. Right. That's what I'm saying. They're going to fucking, just like, I mean, it's speculation, but I think Southern Tier Pumpkin was falling off. Pumpkin is not good anymore. So they're like, oh, shit, we need to do something about it. Well, let's make... Our darker version of the same thing. 
And Warlock is amazing. Warlock is amazing. So good. It's the only pumpkin beer I like besides Weyerbacher Imperial I believe, Pumpkin. I believe, I could be wrong, but the first year they came out with it, it was actually the same ABV as pumpkin. I don't know. I could have sworn. I think I'll, it'd be it'd I'll, be really weird it. if they just like somehow made the exact same beer and infused it with a same. It's a different recipe. There's no way they went from a double IPA to a stout and did no, not change the right. recipe. But I mean, that's I could. I mean, that's what I think. Southern Tier might have did. I mean, I'm just guessing. I'm no. I'm no expert. But I I will say I think that uh, Warlock is the best by far pumpkin beer you can find. Oh my! God, I don't think so. I and Weyerbacher Imperial Pumpkin is a close second, and the rest are a mile and a half behind. Oh, I don't know. Including Good Gourd. Including Good Gourd. I'm not big on Good Gourd. Weyerbacher you know is, is legit as fuck. Uh, who made Isle of Gourds? Isle of Gourds was I know due Isle south? Of, Isle, Isle of Mergurdo. Mergurdo was due, due south. south. And it's really good. Duh, because they're due really south, good. Really, really good. But there's like there's a fucking billion pumpkin. Literally, uh, there's not a billion. There's at least a thousand pumpkin beers. Sleeper pumpkin beer, New Belgium pump kick. Sucks not bad. Butt. Not bad. Sucks, but you know Way which one? Better than Good Gourd. Terrapin Pumpkin Fest. Shut the fuck up. Get was that. better than no. that. Now, if it was a pumpkin fest with a cranberry, awesome. Pumpkin you guys had fest. on here on tap uh, a couple weeks the ago. The thing a month is, ago. I don't understand why pumpkin beers are always light in color. Pumpkin should be in a dark beer. It's better. It's it's a pumpkin pie is not a light pie. That's a heavy pie. You yeah. don't drink. You don't. It's like if you're eating that, you're not eating it like with a fucking like with a wine spritzer. There's another, there's another pumpkin beer that I, I That's really a, like. You're 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 eating pumpkin pie and it's a heavy pie. It's thick. It's fucking syrupy. It's it's pump. That that literally why everybody's like pumpkin beers. Let's make a pumpkin wheat. Are you an idiot? Gross. Make a pumpkin stout. Always pumpkin. It, that's the same thing we talked about with coconut. Coconut. What does it pair well with? Chocolate. Okay, good. Let's put it in a Blondale. Are you an idiot? Like <laughs> yeah. no. Coconut goes in dark beers. Put coconut in dark beers, and it won't taste like suntan lotion. Put coconut in a in a white wheat, and it's gonna taste like suntan lotion. <laughs> like know what you're working with. I it's not, like. I shouldn't know that more than a brewery. Yeah. But, I mean, it comes out every year. I mean, how long does it take to brew a heavy pumpkin stout? Guess what? Or if you, do it. If you age it or barrel age it? Guess what? Do it. Don't put out do a it. shitty pumpkin beer just because it's a shitty pumpkin beer and it's pumpkin season. Put out a beer that you're proud of always. That's what craft beer is about. Whether it's good or not, you should be proud of it. Do you like pumpkin cider? Actually... <laughs> Actually, Mackenzie's pumpkin story. cider is Mon- legit. Mackenzie's pumpkin jack <laughs> legit as fuck. is so That's fucking an good. A cider for me. That is so fucking good. And <laughs> and if you guys and I, this is a craft beer podcast. We just talked about not being pretentious. <laughs> Let me plug fucking Mackenzie's ciders right now. <laughs> Mackenzie ciders one in Preston. Don't kill me for this. One Mackenzie ciders is a hundred percent not from concentrate. Ooh. I will not say. Again, because I was not proven wrong, but I was not also proven right that other big cideries use concentrate. But Mackenzie's 100% does not use concentrate. So I can say that with a fact. They use actual apples in their brewing. But also, Mackenzie's ciders are all incredible. Have you had them all? They're amazing. I'm a big fan. Their cherry is a Rainier cherry. It's not like a coffee sediment. It's not like a, a, a... 
medicine. It's not medicinal cherry flavor, right. which you would expect from a, a cider, uh, which half of the cherry ciders are. They're seasonal. It tastes like fucking cinnamon apple pie. It's yeah. amazing. They're, even their lazy lemon is amazing. It's good. It's, I, <laughs> their ciders are so good. I had McKenzie's for the first time. We're going off topic. I, I don't give a fuck. Ciders. We're going on ciders <laughs> right now. And McKenzie's the very first time at this three three years after this I got into craft beer but at the same uh, craft beer festival. We're at like twenty five minutes. We're good. And McKenzie, I had the original and the lazy lemon. I was like, holy shit! Woodchuck will forever be my number one cidery. Forever. I would get Woodchuck tattooed on me. I love Woodchuck that much. Except for their pumpkin cider, I'm not a fan. But everything else I've had, amazing. Mackenzie's is a very close second for me on cideries. Very close second. Their black cherry cider is so good. Blows my pants off every time. And that's third, their third, third favorite, best for me. Third favorite cidery, Key and Curly out of Plant City at 2 yes! Henry's. Yes! 2 right? Henry's, they fucking murder it, dude. Their mango cider, Christ. Top three ciders I've, I've ever I've talked had. about them on the show before. Their tap room is so cool. It's it's, it's divided, and you can get We their, agree too much. It makes me their sick. Their ciders <laughs> are on the left side with their wines, because yeah. they actually make their ciders in their winery at Key and Curly. Key and fucking Curly, dude. Yeah. Oh, my God. But they're, they're, so they have winery that's Key and Curly, and, they have, and then they have two Henry's, the brewery. But yeah. they're on the same premise, same tap room, everything. But, man, their wines are their, their <laughs> ciders here. But, this smile is so big right now. <laughs> but Mackenzie's... You Black about cherry. They're cherry, right? It's fucking legit. They're third best for me. Okay. You probably like their lazy lemon is probably one or two. No, seasonal is their best. Plain, the, the cinnamon seasonal. Okay. Cinnamon apple pie in a glass. I can't think that. It's That's amazing. Awesome. I haven't had it in a while, but it's really the good. seasonal yeah. is so good. That's their best one. Their green apple is their second best one. Really? So good. So okay. good. If they put out a pear cider, I'd probably jizz my pants. <laughs> like, their ciders are so good. But they're so then their green apples are next best, and then third is probably Dude, cherry. It's the fucking black cherry. But bro. their pumpkin is is it's fourth. Really is, and, good. and the thing is, like, pumpkin can switch with with green apple or cherry. They're all so good. They're all like top tier ciders. So fucking good. And I, oh. I love ciders. And, and to be honest with you, the number one cidery. In taste and not in health, but in taste, because there's about a billion grams of sugar in it, is by far Swedish Recordalig. Uh, Recordalig, all of, they're Swedish, but all their ciders are incredible. They're by far the best tasting cidery around. But I think Mackenzie's is it over right ice there. And it waters it down. Fuck no, that. you don't have to taste it over ice. They tell you to. Okay, I, you're talking to the guy who won the contest for most ciders drank in any world of beer out of any loyalty member in that's, a month. That's something to brag about. Who I drank a lot of they're ciders. It's so easy to drink. I'm being pretentious. I'm sorry. In a, good, <laughs> in a good way, though. Let me tell you guys about the CCC really quick. We're about to expand wherever this podcast reaches. The CCC came about. There was a uh, – Wob, Wob has a employee comp con, uh, has an employee comp thing that – Basically, beer shots are not comped, but draft beers are comped. And the comp works out where a draft beer costs almost the same as a beer shot. So when you come out and you want to drink beer shots with your friends, hey, let's get a round of beer shots. If you're an employee, it's better to just get a full beer. Right. It's the same price. So what we did is we created the CCC, which is a cider chug club. 
<laughs> and we would we would chug ciders instead of taking a, a, a beer shot. Right. So within a month, I drank like fifty ciders because <laughs> instead of taking a beer shot, I was chugging. I was chugging ciders. Yeah. So. I won this contest with World of Beer for drinking the most ciders in a month. It was but only 57? It was like 50. It was not even that much. But who drinks that many ciders in a month? I would. But anyway, I've had every cider that's ever been through these doors. And I can honestly tell you that there are outliers that are better from certain cideries and things like that. There's been great ciders, but consistently your best ciders come from either Recordalig or McKenzie's. <laughs> By far. Woodchuck's there, but Woodchuck, I just, I just hate Woodchuck because of how, like, how mainstream they became so fast, so fast. Is that a bad thing? No. They followed in Angry Orchard's footsteps. No, my God, Angry Orchard came after them. No, Angry yeah, Orchard dude. was in every Publix and Walmart and no. Winn-Dixie and everywhere. Look up, look up right now on your phone. When did Angry Orchard become a thing? Look it up. Oh, I'm sure Woodchuck was around before then, but I'm saying Woodchuck's Angry Orchard led, led the cider game for a long time. Fuck, fuck Angry Orchard. I agree. Angry Orchard sucks butt. So I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, I, I'm going to guess Woodchuck Cider has been around since 1991. I'm looking it up right now. Sign note, Woodchuck did start in 1991, so I was right. You researched it prior. He's lying to you. No, I swear to God. He winked at me. <laughs> he didn't actually. What do I say every episode? I'm so under researched. I'm so <laughs> underprepared. <laughs> I literally come up with the topic literally either the shower when I'm taking a shower the day we record or on my way here. Today we literally got the equipment set up and sat down and said, so what do we want to talk about? What are we going to talk about? Goose just took your, my your beer. Your mic is off. There you go. My, uh, Sam Adams. I like that beer a lot. You said you didn't like it. No, I Dude, like he, it. He drank the fuck out of that. Goose just chugged a scorpion pepper Berliner Weiss. I have chugged the uh, habanero scoping before. Why aren't you cooking with that beer? That is a cook beer. All right, this? asterisk. That actually would be good. Based on sales in 2014, the Boston Beer Company is the second largest craft brewery in the United States. Woo! I love, how, I love how Yingling's considered a craft Yingling is it's crap. It's all on output. I know. It's all on barrel output uh, per year. It's just interesting. Which is bullshit. I, I believe it's six and a half million barrels. If you break that, if you're above that, you're macro. macro. If you're below it, you're craft. That number should be way less. Way less. Why? Because you know how much six and a half million barrels a year is? I get that, but why does it need to be less? I actually think it shouldn't be barrel-based. I don't think so either, but... Sam Mams is available, to my knowledge, everywhere. Okay. That's not craft beer. Let me tell you this. Yes. Oscar Blues is probably getting close to being a top 10 craft brewer. They have, you know, 40, not 40, but they might have close to 40 different brands. Did you guys want another round? Yes, please. Surprise us. Oh, oh, uh, Rorlando. Rorlando? Yeah, it's one. I'll do the other. I'll do the other Berliner Weiss, the raspberry one. He didn't hear you. Um, Oscar Blues has like probably forty or fifty different brands, or maybe not that many. Twenty-five at least. They have a lot. They have a lot. A lot of different brands. Right. They're counting barrel counts from that brewery, 
So you're telling me like Dogfish Head, another example of how many different brands they have. Fifty. A lot. Right? Now you're gonna count barrel counts from all of their brands as if they're one brand and say this brewery puts out six and a half million barrels, so they're no longer craft. But what if what they're doing is still craft? Right? To me, craft means that they're putting the love and the time and the quality of brewing something that is not macro. You're not putting out, like Sierra Nevada is a good example. Sierra Nevada has got to be very, very close to being macro. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And they do 95% of their business with Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, which is a macro style of beer, a pale ale. Uh, Rolling Rock is pretty much macro. They're extra pale ale. Like, there's a lot of uh, people that are doing uh, pale ales in, in a macro level. Swore Rolling Rock's a pale lager. Extra pale ale. EPA, dude. Know your shit. Which Rolling Rock? The regular one? Rolling Rock. The, the regular... Uh, I don't know. Rock, dude. Rolling Rock. The best The best, The best. best macro. skanky as fuck. I Rolling love Rolling Rock. Rock. I do, too, but it's skanky as fuck. It's the best beer for any setting. It's, no, it, no. Yes, it is. But like, it's an amoeba. <laughs> it morphs. It changes shape. If you're out to dinner, it tastes like a dinner beer. If you're on the boat, it tastes like a boat beer. I don't know what it is about Rolling Rock, but it's the be- it morphs into whatever you want. Kind of like Heineken. Kind of like Heineken. <laughs> yes, Heineken, a good example. Lagunitas, what's up? Heineken, good example. In case you didn't know, Lagunitas is now owned by Heineken for international distribution. So that's like six months ago. But All right, well, Wikipedia says Rolling Rock is an American lager. It's an EPA. It says it on the bottle. Yo, Goose could be your own personal server. You're hired. Goose is a good cocktail. Yeah. He'd look really hot in some short shorts. <laughs> I could easily... I'd kill we'll it. put you in a tank top. So I brought the Miami Vice Raspberry, Rorlando, and the regular Miami Vice. Miami Vice is great, by the way. So I think you got Miami Vice with grapefruit or raspberry? That's the raspberry. What the? F- that was on the fucking Are you list. sure? I think it's grapefruit. Raspberry. No, I thought the Berliner was raspberry. Oh, God. That's raspberry. All right, all right, all and right. The- Cheers, fellas, to MIA. MIA, you're great, by the way. You do awesome shit. Ooh, that is this a- Orlando is fantastic. Try Miami Vice. Miami Vice is so good. All right, here we go. We, we rotated. That's, so, that's way better. What is Orlando? It's a citrus pale ale. In a tulip? What? Bro, you're fucking up right now. I am not fucking up. Why would he put hold it in on, a tulip? Hold on, I'm looking. This is the Miami Miami Weiss. Yeah. Oh man, that's real good. Miami Weiss is really good. It is. Yeah. That's a lot of banana. I like that a lot. 9.0. 9.0 for a hefe. 9.0. Okay. Actually, no. 9.2. I don't know that it's a hefe. I think it's just a wheat beer. It's a hefe. Miami Weiss. Yeah. Sefe, bro. Know your beers, asshole. All right, guy. Look up EP. Look up that APA. Right, I'm, I'm looking it up. That hold Rolling on, Rock. On. Pale Ale. All right. The Miami Weiss is a 5.2 Hefe. Point for Mike. Jeff, suck it. Suck your Orlando. MIA Raspberry Weiss. Suck it. 
Damn it, dude. Everybody's shitting on me. I'm going to go pee. That that has vanilla in it, though. Vanilla, banana, and bubblegum esters. Let's see if he gets the third one wrong, too. uh, No, he totally got it fucking wrong. Orlando is an American blonde. Suck it, Jeff. <laughs> it, it seriously he says. Said, it seriously says on the on the uh, tap handle. Citrus yeah. pale ale. American blonde goes into tulip because a blonde is a typically, excuse me, a Belgian style. So suck it, Jeff. What an idiot. Yeah, that, he moron. loses a beer. This one has West Coast hops, ruby red grapefruit, and hibiscus. Orlando. I'm digging it. Do you like it? The Orlando, yeah. actually, I do like it. Yeah, it's I nice like, and it's it's a good like day drinking beer. I like the Miami Weiss fucking a lot, dude. I'm not like, a big like overly banana person, but that's like a nice smooth taste see, to it. The, the reason I know I mentioned this on the show, the reason why I do not drink Hefe's because I hate cloves. Makes hate. sense. Just like I hate IPAs that like rot your teeth, and you hate oranges, and I hate orange. No. <laughs> I dislike oranges. <laughs> you don't. I don't hate, hate them. them. I dislike them. They're close. They're, They're close. close. Same See, thing. I can drink a beer that has citrus in it, but it has to have something else. It can't just be just citrus. But I fucking hate clove and IPAs that melt your fucking teeth. I fucking hate American Blonde. Yeah, teeth melt. Whatever. American Blonde, you dickwad. It doesn't look like a blonde. He said that's it was why, a pale ale. That's why I said well, he's it. He's fucking wrong, too. That's why I go, blondes don't go in a. a, a or pales uh, don't go in a. Why, why do blondes this. go in tulips, Chef? What? Why do blondes go in tulips? Because they're a Belgian style oh, beer in a Belgian glass. Oh, we're so smart. That's why I said we were in the bathroom. An American blonde isn't a, a Belgian style, though. It's but, technically not, but right. blonde is typically a Belgian style. Hindsight going in a tulip. So, what were you talking about? Um, we're talking about beers, but I think we can wrap it up. I know we're kind of. Running long. We'll run a little bit long on this. Um, so MIA, MIA, legit. I'm digging it. I'm really. I wasn't. I wasn't expected to like the Miami Whites as much as I was. I do. Great, but wait, I great hear week. great. I hate great. I, I heard great things about it. I think like, I don't know. Hefe's and me and cloves don't. We're not meant to be. But it's fucking like it's almost like banana bread ish. Yeah. Almost. And the funny thing is, in that last episode, we talked about some beers that maybe were from a different brewery. And I said some good things about this brewery on that episode that maybe yeah. fell short and <laughs> in, in lost in translation. It's but confusing this when is a good beer. two breweries are from the same area and, and one's an abbreviation of the other. Yeah, practically it's the same it's thing. It's confusing, yeah. MIA is not Miami Brewing and vice versa. And, and their beer quality speaks for that. Just so yeah, you know, right, MIA right. is great. Their beers right. are fantastic. So, I don't know. Let's 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 do the uh, let's let's plug. Start plugging it. We're gonna start do the plug, 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 plug. You know what I'm plugging? So let's do some other plugs. Hashtag PIA. Because I'm gonna throw out Goose. some names. I'm gonna do some shit. Goose, right what are you here. what are you gonna plug? By the time this episode airs, our competition for the best local radio will have ended. So. Thanks for voting for us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna cut you off, Goose, with that. Thanks for everybody who voted with us. I don't know. If it was we, a really nice thing to come in second place. Yeah, I don't know if we won or not because this is currently being recorded in April. But I just want to take the time to thank everyone who voted for us, who showed support for us. A lot, a, a shit ton of people have told me they voted for us. I didn't. So vote hopefully for us. they did. I'm assuming you did. But those who did, I wasn't. We one. love you. I thank did. you. Hopefully we win. If not, hopefully we place in the top three. If not, hopefully you guys like us. <laughs> if not, hopefully you guys still continue listening and watching the show. Listen, listen. If we don't place, I'm not going to be on ever again. 
We don't invite you on ever. You just show up. Well, it's because I, I, I'm always here. <laughs> he has like, a handsome beard. I, I know, I'm never true. not allowed to be here. That's true. But, yeah, it, on a serious note, we just want, you know, on behalf of Jeff and myself, we want to thank everyone who voted for us. It means a lot. It's great to hear all the good things everyone has to say. And so it keeps us going. Agreed. Especially me. I'm glad that's your plug because now my plug gets less than 20 minutes. All right, Goose, go ahead. Yeah, you need you need to watch that. I don't think I have any Your plugs. Half hour plugs. I gotta find other That's things. A lot of plugging. It's a lot of endurance. I gotta find other things to plug. So Goose wants to also plug. Thanks for voting us for best. <laughs> for best wait, 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 wait! I got this. Hey, I'd really like to thank everybody for voting for uh, at the bar podcast. Even though he didn't. Even though he <laughs> did, you son of a bitch. I I still got time. You still have time. Uh, I well, have I do currently. Do. Currently, not when this airs. Not when not when <laughs> this airs. I was going to, then it's like, I need an email address. Right, guys, he voted. Just, <laughs> he voted. He voted. voted. When this airs, he voted. <laughs> yeah. I, at least I thought about it. Well, thank you, Goose. I got it. That's always a pleasure having you, having you on the show. All right, guys. You know what I'm plugging. I've plugged it a lot. But we're, it just, it's gotten so much bigger and, aw- and more awesome. That home brewing <laughs> It's only gotten bigger because fam brewing. It's so awesome. <laughs> up. You guys are going to fucking lose. Why bro. did you not plug fam brewing right oh, now? You should, all right, I'm going to take that back. No, I'll you, plug fam you, brewing. You can't <laughs> stick it back in. You already stuck it in. Listen, you stick it in and then you, you, got, you, then you pull it out. In you the pull it in and, and then you pull it out. No, you already got out of the Prius. All right, so... I'm plugging the homebrewing festival. I'm, I'm not plugging it in WAB standards or for us. I'm plugging it for for Central Florida uh, Homebrewers Association as well as for the Sunshine Challenge. Uh, go to go to go to that event. Um, Sunshine Challenge is going to be awesome. They were gracious enough to even include us in their event, which they could have just squashed us and left us alone, but. They were gracious enough to even include us in their event. That's what craft beer culture is about, and these people are are genuinely doing it for the craft of of beer. That's what they that's what they do. They brew beer for the love of it. And like, go to the Sunshine Challenge if if you can't make it. You know, I understand, but our event is on the twenty sixth of June. It's a Saturday. No, the twenty fifth. Twenty fifth of June. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm drunk, guys. 25th of June. It's a Saturday. This is why I'm here. It is. Another weight over here. Uh, <laughs> I, I drink two beers. I'm hammered. Um, what are you, Joe? But it is. The uh, tickets are available on eventbrite.com. They're $20 for you guys to come. It's it's free samples from 24 different home brewers for three hours. Uh, the bar will be open all day. We'll be having a, a bunch Food. going on. Food, everything. It's you get to be meet Hollywood. Event. And at the bar podcast, we'll be there. We will be there. As well as Red Cypress, as well as some people from Sunshine Challenge will be there as well. Um, It's going to be an amazing event. Yeah, And and like Mike said earlier, nothing like this has touched east side of Orlando. But nothing like this really has been that big in Orlando as a whole either. And and I I really hope that it turns out like I I dream it will. I I have no doubt it will. It's going to be a great event. It's going to be really fun. Did you see this? Yeah, it's a picture of Darren. I know. (laughs) Dude, we got we're looking oh we look God. so legit. <laughs> All right. Also guys, uh the other thing, come out uh during lunch hours, eleven thirty until three o'clock at Wob. We're doing a new lunch club promotion. You get a lunch club card after ten lunches you get a or after nine lunches you get a free lunch at World of Beer UCF. I have that. You also get one. a half off draft every single visit leading up to your ninth or your tenth lunch. So anytime that you present the card, no matter what if it's lunch three, five, seven, whatever. You get a half off draft, and then on your ni- or on your tenth visit, you get a free lunch. So, come on out, get your card, start coming in for lunch. If you're a businessman in the area, this is the place to go, man. We have great food, cheap food, 
it's awesome. And Goose is mad at me because I'm about to make his lunches busy for him. God. Yeah. But I, come out. It's going to be awesome. Don't get mad, bro. Why are you getting so mad? <laughs> make me do work. That's more, that's more money for you, But that's man. all the plugs. I don't get money. That's it. Cool. I hope you enjoyed our Miami Brewing episode. <laughs> <laughs> that was the Miami Brewing. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so thanks again for listening, guys, and, and watching if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, we rambled on a little bit, but ciders are awesome. Ciders? Yeah, yeah we did. We talked about ciders. <laughs> ciders for a while. Yeah, for a while. Can we go back in and edit me <laughs> talking about stuff? No. Damn it. God, I got like some caught in my throat. So thanks again for listening and watching. And until next time, have a fantastic week. Cheers.